Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. And no matter what you've been dealing with, no matter how tough it may be, God's bigger than that, and He can cause you to overcome it. He can cause you to come out victorious. I know uh, some things are very unpleasant and uncomfortable to deal with, but if you won't quit, if you won't give up, if you'll trust God and, and, and take steps of faith doing what He told you to do, He always what makes a way of escape. He makes a way out. You know, the Scripture says, uh, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I, I won't fear any evil because you're with me. Some people say, well, I'm... I'm going through some things. Well, don't stop. <laughs> if you're going through it, what does that mean? You're about to come out right on the other side. If you stop, you're going to stay there. So you don't quit. You don't give up and stop. You keep putting one foot in front of the other. You keep making steps. You keep making progress. And before too long, you'll be out of it. It'll be behind you. And with a little passage of time, it can seem like it happened to somebody else. Is so far a part of your past and now not a part of your life. So come on into the class and let's release faith to get exactly what we need for the next steps of coming out. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for a supply of your spirit, for strength in the inner man, for quickening and enlightening of the eyes and the heart and the mind, for answers for now. And we purpose to be doers of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Would you go please again to our text that we've been looking at in Matthew 9 in our study that we're calling Faith for Healing. Faith for Healing. In Matthew 9 is the account of the woman that had the issue of blood for 12 years. Verse 20, she came behind Jesus and touched the hem of his, his garment. Verse 21, she said within herself, if I may touch but his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Said out loud, your faith. Your faith. Has made, you whole. has made you whole. We saw that wasn't an isolated instance. We saw he said the same thing to the centurion servant, go your way as you have believed, so be it done to you. He said the same thing to the two blind men, according to your faith, he said, be it unto you. He said a similar thing to the Syrophoenician woman. He said, O woman, great is your faith, be it to you even as you will. To blind Bartimaeus, he said the very same thing. He said, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Uh, to Jairus, he said, don't be afraid. Believe only, and she, your daughter, will be made whole. To the 
one of the ten lepers that returned to give thanks, he said the very same thing, your faith has made you whole. Again and 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 again, he said, your faith has made you whole. If that's what Jesus emphasized, why does most of the church emphasize, if it be thy will, instead of that? They emphasize something else, something different. Couldn't Jesus have said, it's according to the will of God? Instead of saying, it's according to your faith? Couldn't Jesus have said that? Wouldn't he have said that if it was the main determining factor? Why wouldn't he have said that? No, the traditions, religious traditions, are some of the most dangerous things on the planet because they have usurped and replaced the Word of God. Jesus said to the religious leaders of his day, he said, your traditions, the traditions of men, have made the Word of God of none effect. Now, there's, there's not anything worse that could happen than the Word of God being displaced and made of none effect in your life. Because if the Word of God's made of none effect, then the will of God and the power of God won't be manifested in your life according to what God wants. No, we must be on our watch and guard against uh, traditions that contradict the Word. Don't emphasize something the Lord didn't emphasize relative to healing. Don't emphasize God's will and God's power when Jesus emphasized your faith. Your faith. The good news is, if her faith and their faith would make them whole, what do you think? Your faith, my faith, will make me whole. Come on, say it out loud. My faith will make me whole. Now, that's good for any situation, but especially if experts have told you they can't help you and there's nothing that can be done for you, then you're not at the end, right? Because when medicine can't help, we thank God for good doctors in medicine, but they don't know everything and they're limited. They're human beings like you are. They don't know everything. But when man is at the end of their ability, it doesn't mean nothing can be done. With God, all things are possible. He's the creator. He made the body. Surely he could fix it. Right? If he made it, he can repair it. He can restore it. But it's not just all up to him. Our faith is a factor. Go back with me, if you would, over to the eighth chapter here now of Matthew. We begin looking at the first account in our study of the individual accounts. The healing of the leper. This is recorded in Matthew and Mark and Luke. And I want to read these again. Matthew 8 verse 1. When Jesus was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no man, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, 
and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now going over to Luke's account, Luke chapter 5, and are you noticing that one will add something a little different than the other? And it doesn't mean, they don't contradict, they complement. And it'd be just like, you know, any three of us saw something happen, and then you talk to us individually, well, we're not going to say it exactly the same way. But uh, one will add this, one will add that, and to get the fuller picture, you need to hear all three and put it all together. Luke chapter 5 and verse 12, it came to pass when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And he, Jesus, put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. And he charged him to tell no man but go and show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing according as Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And we read in Luke, uh, excuse me, Leviticus 14 exactly what they were to do. That's what Jesus is telling him. Do what Leviticus 14 says. And we, we don't have to wonder about it. We know, we read about the, uh, uh, the two birds and <laughs> cedar wood and the scarlet and hyssop and exactly what to do. And all of that is a beautiful type of Jesus taking our place and being the sacrifice for our redemption. And this was done in connection with a physical healing, proving Healing is part of redemption. Uh, it went on to say that, but, verse 15, so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Here we see multitudes. Now, when the Bible says multitude, that could be, it's at least hundreds of people. It could be more. When it says multitudes, that's at least thousands of people. And so how many people would have been sick in a crowd of thousands? And yet, all of them got healed. Multitudes were healed. So there were many people healed, a lot more than the 20 we're talking about, but we're not given any detail as to who they were, what was wrong with them, how they received. But mass healing services. Look in Mark 1 now, and let's go further into how this man was healed. Mark 1 and verse 40, there came a leper to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him. We talked about what leprosy is. Uh, we saw in Numbers 12 about when Miriam had leprosy. It described that she was like one half dead. The flesh has died on your body and you lose sensation and feeling and all that. And it was a death sentence in more ways than one. And we see the man coming, even though he has been, you know, segregated away from everybody else. He comes and he cries out to the Lord. We talked yesterday about 
you're not going to do this if you're angry at God, if you're blaming God for all of your problems. So he, he didn't see God as his problem. He saw God as his answer, <laughs> right? And if you want to get help, that's where you got to be. It's big mistake. It's deception and delusion to blame God for your problems. You're believing lies. You're believing things that are not true. And so he did. And this is what he, when he fell down and he worshiped the Lord, and he said to him, if you will, you can make me clean. If you will. You can make me clean. And you can right away see why the Holy Spirit picked out this one as one of these handful of accounts for everybody to hear about and everybody to see and know some details about. Because this is where much of the church world is right now. Many church-going people, they believe God can, right? They believe God can heal. He has the power to. He has the ability to. But they still question His will. And you you cannot spend too much time in this area. you, You cannot be too confident in the will of God. It is the foundation of your life. Being ignorant are unsure of the will of God prevents faith. If you're still questioning, you're not confident. You can't be in faith until you get it settled. Hmm? You can't, you're not going to boldly come and in faith lay hold of something if you're not sure that God even wants you to have it. If it's his will or not. How can we ascertain the will of God? How can you find out the will of God? This man here. He, he thinks that's the biggest thing he needs to get answered. He tells Jesus. Of course he's heard and maybe he's seen other people who've been healed. Here we saw masses of people were healed. And that had already happened prior to this. This is why no doubt this man is here. He's heard about these healings. He's seen uh, maybe some people that were healed. But he says, Lord, I I know you can. If. If if you will. If you will. Well, in today, there's there's nothing more important that we could know than the will of God. But how can you find the will of God? There are a lot of people that just believe It's unfindable, unknowable to a mere mortal human being. It's just too big. It's just beyond us. God is doing things and he has his plan, but it's way above our pay scale and we just can't understand it anyway. Well, that leaves you hopeless. Why read a Bible? Why pray? If it's right, if it's all beyond you, you can't understand. And a lot of people, that's where they are. They don't pray. They don't read. They don't go to church. They think, what's the point? What's the use? That's not true. And you got a whole whole bunch of people in this camp that believe that God 
is totally and completely controlling everything. And that everything is somehow the will of God. Whether you understand it or not, if it happened, it must have been the will of God. If it didn't happen, it must not have been the will of God. And there are far too many good church-going people that believe that lie. And I said, lie? Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> lie. It is not true. Don't take my word for it. Take, take some scripture. Can you take some scripture? I want to give you some scripture. <laughs> Ephesians 5 and verse 17. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. The NIV says it like this. Do not be foolish. One translation says don't be a fool. But what? But understand what the Lord's will is. Now, if everything that happens is the will of God, this doesn't make sense. Right? I don't need to try to discern the will of God. All I got to do is get up in the morning and see what happens. Right? Or what doesn't happen because it's all the will of God. No. He says don't be a fool and so that's what, if you're assuming that everything that happens is the will of God, then you're being a fool, according to the Scripture. Whether ignorantly or not, you want to put a stop to this. Wise people realize you have to discern, you have to distinguish what's God's will from all the other stuff that's going on. Am I reading Scripture, yeah. class? Huh? Don't be foolish, but understand. And how are you going to understand if you don't find out? <laughs> right? you got to find out what the will of God is and understand what the will of God is. In Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds to what end? that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Here he's saying, we need mind renewal so that we can distinguish what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Well, if everything that's happening is the will of God, you don't need all that, right? You just see what happened. Well, that was the will of God. What didn't happen? Well, it must not have been the will of God. Now we're laughing, but are there millions of church-going people that believe some form of this, some version of this in, in this area of healing? Well, I didn't get healed. Well, it must not have been the will of God. Well, why not say people didn't get saved? It must not have been the will of God for them to be saved. People died lost. It must not have been. And there's even people that believe that. Well, yeah, I don't know. God's in control. No, that's not true. It sounds like you're being respectful of God. It's a trick of the enemy. God is all-powerful and all-knowing, and He is. But He has set things in such a way He's not going to violate His Word. He gave us a free will, and if He really gave you a free will, you can choose not to do His will. And that is the source of the problems of the planet. 
isn't it? All the way back to Adam and Eve, not listening, not doing the will of God. It's because man has chosen to ignore God's will that we have all the problems we have in the planet, including the curse and death. You don't ascertain the will of God by what's happening or by what's not happening. You have to learn and distinguish and understand what's God's will and what's not. You got to get your mind renewed so you can distinguish the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Is it true, class? Yes. Huh? We're reading scriptures. You, you, you have to apply yourself. You have to find out from this wonderful Bible. You have to find out from its author, the Holy Spirit. And you have to keep feeding this into your heart and mind so that you, and there should be things all through life that you go, no, that can't be the will of God. Why? Because of this. Because the scripture says this. The word says this. That, no, that's not the will of God. That can't. For instance, he's not willing that any should perish. Is it true or not? We read it. You find it more than one place. God's not willing that any should perish. Are people perishing? By the millions? Well, I thought it was God's will. It would just happen. Well, you thought wrong. It's not true. All kind of things are happening on this planet that are not the will of God. And all kind of things that are the will of God are not happening on the planet. Because God is not controlling us like puppets. He's given us a free will. Our minds need to be renewed. Oh, thank God it's freedom, though. The truth will make you free. When you find out it is His will for everybody to be saved, whether they are or not, it's still His will. Right? He tells us, pray for your leaders that you may lead a quiet peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. He said it's the will of God that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of Him. Is that happening everywhere on the world? Is there peace and quiet and godliness? No. But is it the will of God? Yes. It is the will of God. Now notice he said pray it. If it was going to happen whether or no, why do you need to pray it? Look at, look at something that we are all familiar with, or most of, many of us are. Matthew 6 and 10, what we call the Lord's Prayer. Now why am, I, why am I going on about this? The question that the man asked Jesus is where millions are right now. I, I know you can. How many people believe God can? Huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah, God's God. He can do anything. But that won't get you to faith and healing. It's a place to start, but you've got to go further. You've got to get the question answered about His will. I know you can. That's not enough to get healed on. If it's your will. We see that the man had some faith. He had some faith in God's ability, but his faith was imperfect. It wasn't enough to receive a healing on, his, that question had to be answered for him to make it the rest of the way to being cleansed and made sound and whole. And Jesus got him there. And then he had it recorded for every generation to see the answer to the question. 
<laughs> what did Jesus say when the man said, I know you can. I know you can. If you will, tell me what Jesus said. Did it, did it take him all afternoon to figure it out? Did, did he say anything about if it's God's will? What, what did Jesus say? I will. Is that an answer or not? Yes. Why make it more convoluted and complicated than that? If he said, I will, what should you believe? He will. Why? He said, I will. He will. In Matthew 6 and 10, one of the parts of what we call the Lord's Prayer, he said, thy kingdom come, thy will, well, here's the will of God, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, if everything that is happening is the mysterious will of God, why do I need to pray this? Because the will of God's already happening. Hmm? I don't understand. Why do I need to pray if it's going to happen whether or no? I don't need to pray. But here, we see God doesn't have two different wills. One for heaven and one for earth. Well, that makes sense because he doesn't change. He doesn't vacillate. And he told us to pray that God's will would be done. That tells you it's not being done. It's not being automatically done or we wouldn't need to pray that it would be done. Can you see this class? Now I know that th this should be simple, but millions of people are confused about this. Oh no, you know it didn't happen, so it must not have been God's will. That's not true. Well, it happened, so it must have been God's will. No. All of the terrible junk that's happening on this planet is not the mysterious will of God. How about heaven? Huh? What's God's will in heaven? How, how, how much lack are the heaven up there? How many, you know, how, how, how many times have they had pandemics up there? Huh? Economic collapse, cruelty, war. Huh? People being mistreated. And not, you know why? You know why? Because God's will is being done completely in heaven. Right? And he said he wanted the same thing to happen down here. Even though it hadn't been happening, that's what he wants. That's what his will has always been. And so he told us, pray that it would be. Let's just say it right now. Lord, thy, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You don't ascertain or find out the will of God by just looking around in the world and seeing what's happening and going, well, it must be the will of God. It didn't happen. Well, it must not have been the will of God. No, that's being, according to Ephesians 5, that's being a fool. And praise God, we're not fools. Is that right? I'm not going to agree that I'm a fool. I am getting my mind renewed. Come on, say, I'm getting my mind renewed so that I can distinguish the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Hallelujah. I know His will, and I'm confident in His will. Hallelujah. When you get there, now you can have faith that changes your life. And we're out of time again. <laughs> well, 
Come back tomorrow. We're going to get into some more of this. We'll see you in faith school. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 